Welcome to episode 23 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. My name is Ty, and you can tell me why I don't know what the hell I'm talking about on Twitter, at S-E-A-T-J-K. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris, who would tolerate no dissent from the likes of you. That's right. You can uh, you can find me cheering for the Vegas Golden Knights at CT Villasenor for the next couple of weeks until they bring home the cup. Wow. Confident. Yeah. Confident. <laughs> Wishing on the out two loud. on three pod. What's that? Wishing out loud. All right. I like it. Confident. Uh, on the two on three pod, we allocate 10 minutes per topic and always go to OT at the end of the show. Keep up with the show on Twitter at two on three pod. This week, we're talking about whether it's worth the trouble to have an infinity war which i don't know if you know this chris but infinity means boundless and that sounds like a lot of war <laughs> it really does it's isn't it it's not an infinite war it's an infinity war correct it's not yeah it's not infinite it won't go on forever it's just boundless right well it's, it's... actually sort of accurate <laughs> <laughs> so chris finally saw it and so we're gonna talk about it a little bit uh there will definitely be spoilers so we're gonna start with that so feel free to fast forward for the segment uh or don't because you've seen it by now, I hope, if you're listening to this podcast. I mean, we were the dead last people on this whole planet. I mean, I literally was the only person who cared about it, the last person to see it, who cared about <laughs> it. Like, everybody else who hasn't seen it yet does obviously just doesn't care. Yes, I, for sure. That's, yeah. that's absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, seg- with segment two, we'll, uh, we'll talk about whether work is supposed to be fun if you play a game for a living. And in segment three, we'll talk about the threshold you might need to uh, reach to date a celebrity for a living. Wait. <laughs> for a living? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely date a celebrity for a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll, we'll do a, a, a two-pronged attack on that one. <laughs> and we'll head to overtime in episode 23 to talk about other famous 23s and one pissy 24. <laughs> Formerly an eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eight times three. Eight. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Oh, it's two fours is why he's, yes. Sure, whatever. It's stupid. <laughs> it's for sure stupid, and that's just what I know. <laughs> All right, so let's get started here. We're going to uh, talk about that Infinity War. So you finally saw it. Why don't you give me your fresh thoughts? First, if ca- a cast of literally thousands. <laughs> Computer-generated thousands. Could, well, and, and really, the it's... It's everybody. It's all hands on deck. It's like, it's like Christmas time at Macy's. Like all employees are required to show up to the set and put on their costumes and jump around and 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 cast spells and fight and throw shit around. Yeah, I wonder what it was like to shoot this movie if you didn't, because you know there was so many people in it and really a lot not not a, not a ton of lines for to go around right like that, uh, yeah that's the that's the tricky part with any of these and if you grew up with comic books and you ended up in one of these massive crossovers like secret wars or crisis on infinite earth for the dc people or you know infinity war it's, it is a lot of characters and most of them just hang around and do nothing they, they have no lines. They're just sort of in the background getting their asses kicked and stuff like that. It's true. It, and I, you know, I struggle with these movies a bit because when the uh, Infinity Stones were sort of a, not necessarily the primary driver, even though they were for a number of the different movies, even if they didn't know they were at the time, when the whole movie sort of centered around this idea of this MacGuffin that needs to be tracked down, 
And then not only do we finally track down all the pieces of the MacGuffin, but then Thor has to go on a separate MacGuffin mission. <laughs> His own. Right, mini, which then, of course... Mini MacGuffin mission. Yeah, mini... and then that becomes sort of the the resolution. At least you think it's going to be anyway. Um, did you have any, I guess, real problems with it? Because right off the bat, I was actually thought it was fairly well executed. The only thing that I was immediately in the theater really put off by was uh, the... Uh, Mark Ruffalo's floating head in the Hulkbuster armor. Like I just just don't include him in the group shot. It's fine. Like it looked terrible. The yes. The the that's that that part is we'll get to that part here in a second. But what I what I do have to tip the hat to Marvel for, the Marvel movie people, is they've been sort of planting these things all along, right? right. Every I mean, this is the long game. Mm-hmm. And it's and it shows up in, you know, the Tesseract and the other things and the, these stones have been floating around throughout the Marvel Universe here and there only for them to sort of come together now. Okay, yeah, credit to that. How it's many... much harder to do it as a series of movies than it just as an arc in a comic book. Right. Right. It's just, and they've done, a, I think they've done a terrific job of sort of laying this whole thing out and then bringing people together and then, you know, and then how is it going to, how is it going to work out? But the Hulkbuster armor thing the Ruffalo thing made me laugh is because they set it up that the Hulk just gets his ass whooped mm-hmm. and now doesn't want to come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not fighting anymore because I'm a big baby, which is the hilarious part about this iteration of the Hulk. He's, He's, he got his ass kicked, and now he's like, I, I, no, I, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm not interested in this. <laughs> that's enough. It's, it's enough. But yeah, the, that special effect was a little bit wonky. And it's really funny that, of course, in the in the preview, you see the Hulk running along with other people. Yes. So the, so they so they th- sort of threw you off the off the track there, knowing full well that they weren't going to include the Hulk. As, that's dirty pool as a cat. <laughs> all you Hulk fans out there, are like pissed off. I want to see the Hulk. Yeah, I like yeah, the just, Hulk. Just go watch Ragnarok again because that's like the best Hulk movie. Oh, yeah. not to not to sidebar this already, but there's somebody that I don't even know. I didn't even get into it, but somebody had tweeted. Somebody like verified and somewhat prominent, whatever, was saying like how the only problems in the MCU were like was Ragnarok and that Guardians of the Galaxy two was a perfect sci-fi film. And I was like, how is it possible that you have the exact in like opposite opinion of me of those two movies? <laughs> like, yeah, you're not even close. I get. I mean, wow. There's whatever. A, yeah. people are entitled to their opinion, but that person's opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. So, any any key takeaways for you? Anything that you really enjoyed outside of the over, you know, the the the, the fruition? I think it. I think it came together nicely. I think that. Um, I think that. Uh, Doctor Strange playing a, a a big part in it is good because Cumberbatch is good. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy Cumberbatch's American accent. It makes me it it sort of makes it makes me laugh a little bit. Do do people not like the Doctor Strange movie? I I actually really enjoyed it. No, I like it. I like it just fine. It just I, I feel like it got no love. Uh, it's it's it it sort of bumps around, right? It's like Thor two. Like if someone said, "Hey, you remember Thor two? And you're like, "Uh, no." <laughs> I don't want to watch Thor two though. I would watch Doctor Strange if you offered that to me. Sure. I enjoyed it. Iron Man two. There's a there's a second Iron Man movie. That's right. That's okay. <laughs> that, that nobody's it that Ben Kingsley of, and Mickey Ro- Mickey Rourke, right? That's is uh is Ben Kingsley in that movie? Isn't that him? Isn't he the No is Kingsley's the, in three. 
Oh, okay. I'm Mickey saying that's Rourke how. Is, that's how. Yeah, not. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> they sort of mash all this together. Well, three yeah. is good. Three is there's good. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of movies in there, and uh, like I said, I thought I thought it built nicely. Um, the uh, what was funny is after watching it, um, I looked to my left, and my daughter was like fully crying, mm-hmm. and I I sort of chuckled because it occurred to me that as a 13 year old kid, and I've taken her to all these movies since she was super little, mm-hmm. that she's grown up with this whole thing. And to see people dying on the screen, she doesn't get retconned. She doesn't know that on the other side of this, people are probably going to come back to life. Right. But she just, she was really, she was really crying about it. She was really, she was really sad about it. It, it hit her. And I, and I sort of chuckled and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. At yeah. the same time, I thought it was, I thought it was cute. And I thought, oh yeah, you know, that, well, it might affect her because she's been watching these movies since she was six or seven. Well, particularly the Spider-Man scene, right? Like, if yeah. that's more her right in her age range, and he like the way they've set that character up is much more interesting. Yeah, um, he's a vulnerability that you know you don't expect, but obviously would play plays perfectly as sort of a, a teenager that's in over his head. Um, so I think that somebody like your daughter would probably be very much connected to a character like that. And then they also had the most sort of heart wrenching scene, like as far as people uh, being separated during the great disappearance. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it was. <laughs> I like it with that one point at some point. What what does he refer to him? Somebody refers to him as his, as Stark's ward. Right, <laughs> is, right. Is, your, is your ward? <laughs> it's it's Doctor Strange. You're right. Yeah. That's a funny Batman and Robin reference. It cracked me up. I, I thought that was I thought that was again, very clever. Um we'll see where it goes. I think that uh I was expecting one of the big five to croak, but uh none of them did. Yeah, me too. I thought for sure we were going to get a, a Captain America handoff. Yeah. And there sure as hell is it going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> uh, supposedly that's already on the books. <laughs> what? They're all dead. Like real world dead. Yeah, I don't. Um, so not, not not Thanos Dusty dead, but like actual dead. Well, the theory I saw that said Gamora has become the soul stone, like her spirit's trapped inside of it. Oh, well, whatever. They'll work I, it out. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's actually there's my problem. Be, there's I, money. There's money to be made. I thought the movie should have just ended at the finger snap. Yeah, yeah. And you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have seen people get dusty. No, I would have just left it because you would have had no idea what. Because he'd been talking about it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if they had just ended the movie right then, and then that, I just don't. I my problem. My big problem with it is that there are movies that we know are coming out that included characters who disappeared. I mean, like specifically Spider-Man, there's going to be a Spider-Man sequel. Yeah. And okay. So as soon as I know there's gonna be a Spider-Man sequel and then you make him quote unquote die, I don't think you're going to pass on the mantle in the next film. No, no. These so, definitely, yeah, they're going to be, there's going to be, Holland's going to come back. He's going to do the thing. And, but it's all in the storytelling, right? It's yeah. Just, and there's going to be another Black Panther movie too. It just, Yes, it just turns out like how do they how do they how do they undo it? You know, you can tell me any story you want to, um, as long as it makes some sort of internal, you know, internal sense, right? Yeah, they'll figure it out. They're I want to. Uh, I don't know. I, I, this probably already exists on the internet, given the way the internet tends to work. But I'm ready for a um, Avengers leftovers crossover. So give me the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the guilty remnant Avengers version. 
<laughs> like Cap's all, you know, because Cap always takes it to heart. So he's, you know, he's not speaking and he's smoking all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> he lets himself get out of shape. Yeah, exactly. That would be good. I would, I would, that would be, that would be quality. See, and speaking of TV shows, the other one that I saw that uh, there was a, apparently a, a graphic novel run about Vision trying to like have a regular life as an android superhero in the suburbs. I will tell you, I will tell you as a kid, I could not figure out how Vision and Wanda were married. Like, I was like, I could you can't marry a, a robot. As a, ten, as a ten-year-old kid, trying to make heads or tails of this whole. Wait a minute, he's a android, and she's a uh, she. She's a mute. What? Wait, she's human. He's like a thing. What, how does this work? And but you uh, need I to never, broaden your mind, Chris. I, well, a ten-year-old me is like, she sleep with a robot. I don't know how this works at all. I don't get it. This seems to be the world we're we're careening towards. So well, I, I mean, <laughs> if you listen to the you know the uh, reasons or several podcasts, the, you know this. <laughs> sure, all your it's, all your sex robot updates. It's all. <laughs> it's almost entirely dedicated to sex robots, <laughs> like oh. Vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would watch the show about Vision in the suburbs, especially sure. it, like it has to be Paul Bettany though doing his uh, fish out of water routine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's English. He does that whole fish out of water routine so but, well. Yeah. But overall Infinity War, I say thumbs up. I think it's thumbs up. I'm 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 interested to see what happens on the other side of it. We'll see how yeah. they they've tied some knots, we'll see how they untie them. Yeah, and also the last thing I'll say is I thought that uh Thanos was a really well executed villain, even though there were some plot holes in his motivation, but Whatever. He had yeah. a thing. Yeah, it worked for me. I think half the people in the universe should die so that the other half can live better lives. Okay. okay. That's one way to go about it. <laughs> oh, and one last aside as we wrap this up. I saw a headline the other day that said the makers of Red Sparrow are going to be the ones who are in charge of the Scarlet, uh, of, of ScarJo's Black Widow movie. I'm like, right, because yeah. they already made it. <laughs> <laughs> are they just going to redo that same movie and just put ScarJo in it and, call, instead of, and just call her Natasha? Sure. Yeah, sounds good to me. I don't even think they'll have to reshoot it. They'll just put her face over it and, and like dub it. <laughs> just digital. digital since no one saw movie. that, since no one saw that Red Sparrow movie anyway, they could just, De- they, just put it, they just put it back out, and people would be like, "Oh, it's new." <laughs> <laughs> All right. In segment two, um, we were talking recently about Cassius Marsh, ex Seahawk Cassius Marsh, who spent half a season last year on the Patriots and is now signed with the Forty ers and uh, he had made some comments saying that you know, basically playing for the Patriots wasn't fun. And, you know, Bill Belichick is exactly how you expect. And he was asked to do things. He had a bunch of reasons. He was asked to do things that, you know, weren't in his skill set, that didn't seem like they gave a shit about him. I don't know. What else did you see? The, uh, that was, that was the gist of it. He just whined. And then, (laughs) and then he, and then he, then he was sticking it to the people in, uh, in, uh, in, in New England. He's like, well, you people just, you know, I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt, but if you know, if oh, you that's can't today. handle, I didn't even see if, this update. If you, but, if, but if you, he says, but if you can't handle the truth, stay off my page. Oh yes, the truth. Cassius Marsh, the the uh, the entrusted with the truth about things. <laughs> this guy's a freaking idiot. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I just, I just can't. Of course, of course, it's not fun. And this, I think, this is what we're getting. I think this we're getting right into it. It's you. I know you play football for a living, and it's quote unquote a game, right? But there is work 
that goes into this. And apparently winning isn't fun either. Going to the Super Bowl apparently isn't fun. No, he uh, wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want it to be fun. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous concept that your job should be, well, entirely fun. I think that, I think the most, I think successful people, um, there are fun aspects to your job if you've got, a, if you've got the right job. But, yeah, but you're no one's doing this for fun. No, the worst. I think the biggest bummer is when you meet someone who you admire and you're like, "Hey, I have some questions about how you go about doing what you do." And you ask them those questions and they give you answers you don't want to hear. You're like, "Oh, well, that sounds like it sucks." <laughs> <laughs> right. And it, like from the outside looking in, it looks like they have you know really dynamic life that they seem to really be enjoying themselves maybe more than you are so you see this and you're like hey all right you know how have you achieved this and they're like oh i do these five things and it's just awful like tedious bullshit that you definitely don't want to have to do and that that sounds to me like what it would be like to play for bill belichick right i think but in any successful sports situation i think that's probably how it is i think that it's not fun to play for Belichick. I don't think it's fun to play for Popovich. It's probably not fun to play for, you know, pick the top coach or top. It's not fun to play for Saban. There's no way that's fun. <laughs> right? Saban himself isn't having a good time and yeah. there's Belichick. That's the whole right. thing. But what they do is they coach the shit out of it and they produce winners. Yeah. Now, if you're do if you want to do something for fun, go do something for fun. But but don't get it confused. The people who are successful at their work, work at it. And if there are aspects of it that are fun, then great. I mean, mm-hmm. if we take into account, let's take in, let's take into account somebody like Chris Evans playing Captain America. You think it's fun for him to have to take roids for, you know, <laughs> four months to cycle up and work out like a maniac and like get, get ripped or you know hems you know hemsworth is the same way i mean those guys put in a lot of work to play superheroes and i don't think it's i don't think that's fun work it's hard work they're entertainers and so we think oh it must be fun but it's not i think it's a lot of uncomfortable it's a lot of tedious work they got to work against a green screen they got to do all these things i mean we see rock stars it's like they come out on stage and they do their thing and everyone has a great time, but they live lonely existences. They, they, they have failed relationships. They have, it's hard to be a rock star. They're none, none of those people seem super happy to me, at least in the, it, at the height of their stardom. None of them seem. Yeah. You know, and I think it's harder and harder too, especially when you talk about music specifically that, you know, now touring is the primary source of income. That makes it much harder. You can't just sell records. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you get away from football, I mean, I agree with you about a lot of the, the points you made with regard to acting and things like that. But when it comes to football, I guess there is an aspect of it where I see where he's coming from in the sense that it is work. And the work part is where you watch a ton of film and do a, you know, do a bunch of film study and work on scheming and understanding the playbook with your coaches and having you know, yourself ready to play on Sundays and working out and all of the training that goes into being ready to be able to play at the highest level of your sport. 
the actual playing part should be fun, and I can see where maybe the Patriots approach, especially if you're a guy who was signed to get starter minutes. I don't know how you put it in the NFL. I guess starter snaps, um, or at least you know replacement level snaps, and you sort of end up getting buried. And who knows why that is, right? We don't. That's the thing we're missing in any story like this is what kind of interactions did you have that led you to this? And plus, I mean. You know, Cassius Marsh always kind of seemed like an overactive tool, and I don't think that fits really well <laughs> into the system. So I don't know that, you know, personality fit is going to be a you know, culture fit is a big part of being successful in any organization. Um, and now I don't, you know, I'm not a big believer in the fact that you need to fit an existing culture, but I do think you need to understand how to exist as yourself inside a winning culture that's clearly producing results. So you don't come in and get to upset the apple cart just because you want to go about it a different way and you're not getting what you personally need out of it. Part of being part of a, any, sorry, part of being a part of any winning organization or succeeding organization is some level of subjugation, subjugation of self toward the greater good. And to me, that's probably the piece that's missing here is that it wasn't a two-way street for him like it probably was with Pete Carroll in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pete seems like the kind of guy where you could probably drop into his office and like sure. bring up your bullshit, and he'll probably entertain it. And then you know he feels like he's helping you along by by you know kind of being your you know pseudo therapist. Sure. And clearly Belichick is like, what are you doing here? No, you need to get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no time for your bullshit. Right. We we have a scheme. Here's where you might fit into it. If you cannot fit into it, you will ride the pine, and right. then you will find a place to play next year. Yeah, and that's that, he even he even outlines it in his comments. Talks about the fact that he was asked to cover backs and stuff out of the backfield, and that's not really what I do. And it's like, what are you? Learn how to make that the fun part. Learn how to cover a, a, a running back. What's yeah. better than making an interception? Yeah, I, I just but I just think that there's this idea, and it sort of it it goes through a lot of. It, it sort of weaves its way through society where people say, well, I want a job that's fun. And and I just don't think jobs that are fun, I don't say exist, I say there are jobs where aspects of it are fun and suit you very well, but in any situation, you have to go to work. You have to, you have to again, just to your point, you know, subjugate yourself to the greater good of sure. whatever organization you're doing. You got it. You're 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 going to be asked to play some role that maybe you have to stretch into, or maybe you're going to have to play a role that you feel like, you know, you've done a million times and could do in your sleep. But it's going to be up to you to figure out how to make that situation work or not. And that's the uh, and that's and that's the part of it that that I think that that maybe he's taken steps to find a situation where. Maybe he's more comfortable. Yeah. But I think that what sort of rubbed me the wrong way about it is this whole idea of um, I'm going to quit because it's just not, you know. Yeah, right. Like I, that was the yeah. first time I ever considered not playing football. I was like, what? Are you like 15? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yes. like that's that's where I can kind of relate to it. You know, playing sports and having spent time like training, the, the playing is the, the payoff. But that's when you're doing it for free. Yeah. Um, and for everyone else in the whole fucking world, Cassius, uh, the fun part is the money, whether we like it or not. And ideally, you find a, a job where you can make a living and still enjoy yourself or at least enjoy the people that you do it with, even if you don't enjoy the work itself. But you don't really have any expectation that it's going to be a good time every right. day in and yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. And like Brady, the hard work goes in, obviously. I mean, the guy 
it's the stories are told over and over ad nauseum. Like, doesn't drink, has this special diet, blah blah blah. But then you know the film comes out the other day of him throwing footballs from his yacht to this other guy's yacht. <laughs> so it's a different kind of fun. That's the payoff. That's yeah. the fun part. Look at me and all these beautiful people on my yacht, and I will throw this football to this other handsome gentleman on a yacht full of beautiful people. And that's uh, and that's it's easier that's, as a quarterback for sure. But I do think that you definitely have to go into it with the idea that this is speaking of being finite that it is a it's a finite career and no matter how long you play it when you retire you're still going to be a young man yeah you've got a whole life to live afterwards right so i think that that's a whole thing about you should decide what kind of dedication you're willing to put into it and and what it, what it means to you and maybe not talk about how it's hard though because if you're immature now you're going to say shit like this in the media. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's going to kind of become a thing. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, I think that, that he's, a, I think he's slightly confused about what work is. And, you know, like I said, maybe he's found a situation um, in San Francisco that's going to work for him. But if, if, um, if I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm saying this thing probably repeats itself in another year when he washes out of that situation because it's not quote unquote fun. Yeah, well, we'll see, right? Um, one of the last things I want to say about this before we move, before we get off of it was that uh, Marquise Flowers, a linebacker for the Patriots, and he's like real active on social media, so he got asked like, "Yo, what do you think about this these comments?" And his response was, uh, "Marsh, my dog. I'm not going to knock him. I felt the same way about my time in Cincinnati." <laughs> <laughs> he's like but i will tell you on my end i'm having a blast most ha- fun i've had and i love it here and you know if you fit into the system you probably are enjoying yourself but it's hilarious to me that it's like no i hear you i mean Mar- marvin lewis sucks too but in a different way <laughs> <laughs> because we don't win we didn't win no games in cincinnati yeah i don't think that marvin lewis is like all the bad parts of belichick without any of the good coaching <laughs> without any of the wins yes oh funny all right. Uh, as we head into segment three, we had a, a funny but brief conversation earlier in the day about fame and whether or not it's worth it to be famous. And it kind of started from the idea of, uh, I don't even remember who it came up with. Like, how, how did it come up? We were talking about, ah, uh, and I've totally blown this intro. We, were, but, we uh, were playing golf with some dudes who actually were pretty funny. <laughs> They're nice guys. Shitty golfers, but nice guys. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking about s- stuff, and it sort of came up. Um, I just, I, I think I brought it up. I yeah. think I said that, uh, you know, would you date? Uh, would you date Taylor Swift for a year if you knew that it would essentially just ruin your life? <laughs> <laughs> because it would. Because well, you'd be you like were, lame, famous forever. Like, so if I'm a 28-year-old regular guy, yeah, and for some odd reason, Taylor Swift decides she's going to date me, and I have to like jump into that world for a year, only to be like cast aside at the end of 12 months, and just, you know, would it be worth it? You know, would it be worth it having to deal with it? Because, first of all, ostensibly as a as a regular guy, you've got a job. Like I can't just walk away from. Let's say I'm an IT operations person like I am now. <laughs> and I'm dating Taylor. Taylor would be like, "Chris, can you come to?" No, I can't. 
I mean, like, or yeah. we're going to the Grammy Awards. Okay, I'll have to go to the Grammy Awards. All right, I'll get a tuxedo. I'll go to the Grammy Awards with you. I mean, it'd just be, it would just be, a, it would just be a nightmare. It would be. I mean, you get to make out with Taylor Swift, which would be a, a, a huge plus. Is it but, though? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think yes. I mean, but the novelty is going to wear off rel- relatively quickly. Yeah. I, but the thing is, like, we don't know these people beyond their celebrity persona. But just gathering up I'm what going you know, with celebrity persona here. <laughs> but, ga- but gathering up what you know, that would be very challenging. It would be very challenging on a lot of levels to be, you know, it's the Notting Hill thing, right? Where, where Hugh Grant should absolutely have run as far and fast as he could have from Julia Roberts. And, yeah. never, look, and never look back. Yeah, I would definitely not date Julia Roberts. <laughs> like ever no. oh that would be horrible that would be that would be a nightmare dating julia roberts so i nightmare. think that i was trying to come up with what's the equilibrium point what's the point where the person is famous enough and again yes obviously we don't know anything about them but let's assume that you can have a successful relationship with them and i sort of like this is like it seems like a really obvious answer i sort of land at like the level of something somebody like an anna kendrick is that too famous still? Anna Kendrick might be. No, I think you're probably you're. I think you're ballpark now with with Anna Kendrick, um, in that she's famous, but I don't think she has a ton of like commitments. Like dating a musician would be difficult because again they have to go on tour. Yeah, you dating, have to be down to go on the road. Right, and or dating a. Let's see. Let's say you dated a. Let's say you were dating Maria Sharapova. Um, again, there's a lot of demands on her time, like in terms of her training and. Right. She's, her job is international. So, you'd have to try to figure out how to spend time with her, which would be very difficult, I think. Again, I think that the whole fame thing is, you know, any Kardashian. <laughs> Would you, would no, you, would no, you, you, Eddie? And what if you had to date one of them? No, I told you when this came up before that I just, I'm not willing to have Chris Jenner in my life. <laughs> what if Thanos was going <laughs> to snuff you out unless you dated a Kardashian and you had to pick one? Uh, I guess we're getting snuffed out. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that Infinity Gauntlet on, Thanos. I'm done. I'm <laughs> I'm checked out. Tapping I'm, out on I'm this tap, deal. I'm tapping out. I would rather, I would rather be obliterated. I think by, so. By a, uh, a celestial gauntlet, and, rather than date a Kardashian. Man, who's the Who's the oldest one? Uh, uh what's her face? Not She's the married to one. Lord Disick. <laughs> yes, um, not not Kim, Courtney. Not, Courtney. not the tall one, Courtney. It, it might be Courtney, for me. I, I had to choose one. I think, because unfortunately I'm, for me, I've seen too much of that show. Oh yeah, yeah, enough to where I'm just like, I'm yeah. So I've seen enough of the show where, uh, no, you're gonna choose Oblivion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's much difference between the two. Frankly, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's that's funny. That's funny. Um, what's the most famous? What's the most level of fame that you think that you could put up with for one year? For one year. And there's that thing, too, where we don't, like, know, because we're olds, about sure. Instagram culture. 
I only know that it exists basically as a, you know, sort of through osmosis from seeing like other people talk about it and celebrities interact with it in a way that I don't. Instagram and YouTube celebrities, like they're, they're, they don't count. No, but I mean, if you're like a celebrity that has a really strong Instagram presence that like kind of affects this. Oh, cause you'd show up on their feed a lot. Yes, yes, and yes. And I'm, be... I'm way more concerned about being on your Instagram feed than I am about being <laughs> in us weekly. You can burn in us weekly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Us Weekly Us Weekly just basically ends up in the trash anyway within three days. Yeah, the so, internet's permanent, my dude. Whatever. <laughs> they get you on the pictures of your beach vacation or whatever to see your pasty self like walking around or whatnot. Yeah, but that I think is, that yeah, the correct answer is sort of like a, a name that some that some people know that a lot of people might struggle to place. <laughs> but who would take you who has enough of a high profile to make so you can do all the cool shit yeah and somebody who's that's oh, elizabeth shoe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't think she gets invited to the parties anymore dude uh, i don't know it seems like um i'm just thinking uh you you need somebody who had who has a presence like roseanne uh, roseanne would be not a good choice <laughs> um <laughs> But I think you're. I think we're TV. I think TV. TV is good because uh, yeah. it keeps them close to home. Yeah. If you, know you touch, saying? if you touch movies, but you, you primarily work in TV. But if you, if you, if you're, if you're a top level movie star, like let's say a ScarJo, I think you're automatically you're already you're screwed. That's actually an interesting one, though, right? Because she doesn't keep a really high public profile. You almost never see her out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So you think you're are you ScarJo? I, Plus, I, well, the argument I made. Yeah. Is, so uh, if we're looking for the highest <laughs> level of fame, that I think that I would be willing to put up with, I think that's probably it. What are the and golf I think it's dudes, more about how she conducts herself. Right. What are the golf dudes today said Jennifer Aniston? And I said, do I have to watch her movies? Is she going to make me watch her movies? Because <laughs> that's a deal breaker. I cannot. I cannot watch her movies. I can't. I just can't. That's not all bad. Name a good one. Um, I like one of the bosses. <laughs> she's 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 okay at that. And she just she, when she does that whole like super like super bossy bitch thing. Like uh, what's the Christmas? Oh, movie I like We're the Millers. We're the Millers. Which one's that one? That's the movie with Sudeikis. Where they're like pretending to be another family. I don't remember how they end up in that those circumstances, but they're they're trying to they're pretending to be somebody else. Okay. Was, uh, they so going just, around just, in an RV with uh, Emma Roberts as their daughter. Okay, I just I refuse to watch Jennifer Aniston movies. So okay, <laughs> I, I did. She's the one. She's in that Christmas that Christmas party movie too, where she's the oh Office Christmas Party. Surprisingly <laughs> good. <laughs> I can only handle so much T.J. Miller. Yeah. But um, but um, but that's that's about that's that I think that was that movie was entertaining, um, in spite of. Jennifer Aniston. Wow, really, just salting the earth of Jennifer Aniston. Walks I just, on I just can't, I just can't, I just can't deal. I just can't deal with her movies. Okay, so I don't know. Sorry, it's, it was an odd comment. It kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Like I feel like that's been he's been carrying that one around for a long time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, all the all the all the young kids are watching Friends these days. Like all these middle schoolers watch friends do you know this there's a whole culture this is, of yeah this is gonna be gotta be like when i watch taxi 
But maybe that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who watched Taxi. Yeah, Nick at Night, baby. The kids are kids are kids are watching Friends these days. I was like, really? I my friends were telling me that their their high school, middle school kids were watching Friends like back, you know, like binge watching it. Like, Do they wonder why there's oh. no black people in New York? <laughs> Anywhere? Yeah, like nowhere. <laughs> because you know, that's the world they live in. Anyway, the uh, the coffee shop uh, world. The uh, I don't know. I think that local celebrity. You gotta get. You gotta be bigger than local. Yeah. Aaron yeah, I Andrews? think actually that's a, you... that's not fun to date like the news anchor. Like I think that's a, just annoying. Like an Aaron Andrews type. Oh, like a national anchor. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of travel. They're they're gone a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. None of this sounds good to me. <laughs> Not, I'll stick annoyed. to I'll stick to the regular girl I married. How's if I want to be sound? famous, I want to be famous with my own merits. <laughs> you you don't want to be you don't want to be the dude that Taylor I Swift really have no year. interest in being. I, the, the The idea of being like the dude in someone's Instagram feed is just like ab- abhorrent to me. The whole thing like, is like like one of those dudes that J Lo was married to for for a hot minute. Yeah, he's on the challenge now. <laughs> Aren't they the still who? together? <laughs> what? Casper no. Smart? No, no, no. Who? Casper Smart. J-Lo? Yeah. J- J-Lo dates or is with A-Rod now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but, but she, no, she was married to were, Casper Smart were, for a minute. Who is Casper Smart? He was a dancer. What? He was a dancer on her, in her show. Oh, good Lord. And they were married for a minute. They were married for a hot minute? Yeah. Uh. He's on the, uh, the, the, the real world road rules celebrity <laughs> oh, <God>. challenge. <laughs> Jeez. That poor bastard. Oh. <laughs> That's done. That's a bad. That's a bad story. Yeah, he supposed supposedly he cheated on her too. Yeah, who's like one of those? Who's that regular dude that Britney was married to for for a, for a whole twenty four hours? Oh, I don't remember that kid's there name. Was, there was like a regular dude married to Britney. Yeah, some high school guy that she knew, some Holy friend of hers from high school. He married her that, in Vegas. That poor bastard. Yeah, well, that no one deserves that. Uh, you know he that was like sort of pre-social media though so he's he's fine you, you don't even know his name I don't, he's I don't, good right i could look it up <laughs> he, he showed up at us magazine i'm sure yeah but you're not gonna like rem- it's not you're not gonna know him right if he if you walked up to him if you met him in a bar and he said hey i'm blah 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 you're yeah. like oh shit were you married to britney <laughs> <laughs> jason allen alexander jason alexander yes Funny. Not that Jason Alexander. Well, that would have been a better story. Yeah. But uh, but the uh, the year of oh, George. That, that poor guy. That poor guy. I just feel bad for. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, married to Britney for ten minutes. Oh, that, that's fun. I forgot to DND my phone before we started. Sorry about that. <laughs> ESPN alert. Yeah, I don't know. It was the, I think it was the end of the Mariners game. Um. Anyway, moving on. We're done with this, right? Yeah, we're done with this. All right. Uh, just to close out with the overtime tonight, um, it, since it's episode 23, I want to talk just a moment about number 23, the current and former. Uh, so obviously LeBron doing LeBron things. Um, yep. Really played almost a perfect basketball game the other night. Uh, had a couple of amazing moments. Even let himself get dunked on. Just just trying to sell for the young kid a little bit before he, you know, <laughs> trying to put over Tatum a little bit before he pins him. <laughs> uh, he's still so a special move, right? But yeah, he's kicking, yeah. When he kicks out. <laughs> yeah, 
I liked it. He's like, he's doing good for the league. He's like, yeah, right. all right. Get over here, young fella. You can duck on my head and then chest bump me. And I want Right, to, I want that was the best part. The best part <laughs> was like Jason Tatum feeling himself. Bumps, into, bumps LeBron, and LeBron looks at him like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to now destroy you. Yeah, I don't think Tatum touched the ball again. Yeah, he's smart to not touch it again. because <laughs> Not for the LeBron Celtics, because he was the only player on their team that was worth a shit. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm not interested, really interested in doing the LeBron versus Jordan debate. Um, I think if you look at my Twitter feed, you know where I stand on that. Although I have, I'm ambivalent about it. I have mixed emotions. You know, it's not, it's not cut and dried. I just think that when you look at the body of work, it's hard to argue against what LeBron has accomplished. And, and my biggest issue comes down to Jordan was three magnitudes better, or let's say Jordan was five magnitudes better than like the next level of player in his era. That yeah. wasn't a big man, like the mm-hmm. the other guards. LeBron is like only three orders of magnitude better than the other best players in the league, or maybe even two, and it's sort of decreasing, right, as he comes to the tail end of his prime. And it's like there's this attitude, well, he's not as much better than his contemporaries as Jordan was, but LeBron's contemporaries are significantly more talented than Jordan's. Absolutely. And it's and it's that's true with all of sports. Is the level of talent, the the depth of talent this in this day and age is so much better than it was right. in nineteen ninety. Right. I mean, it's hard to argue that. There's there's uh and you know, Jordan was amazing. I don't know if there's any question about it, and he was popular. He was the brightest star in the sky. Yeah. For you know, a whole decade. But you know, I I think that I think that when it comes down to to the the LeBron Jordan debate it's just one of those things that's going to rage on for for a good long time and I think sports radio likes it they like to they like to be able to sort of bath this around and get people heated up over it but the uh the numbers aside the only number that doesn't fall in LeBron's favor is 6 for 6 right that's it that but every other number falls toward Le- in LeBron's favor yeah so I mean, there's there's the this idea that there's this idea that they they throw the scoring numbers at you, right? Like Jordan never scored less than twenty points, sure, and scored more than forty points all the time. But how many assists did Jordan have? How many rebounds did Jordan have? How many minutes did Jordan play? There I mean, you go. Just, yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, there, it's hard to argue that LeBron LeBron's the most complete basketball player we've ever seen in yes. the history of basketball, and it's gotten better almost every season. And he gets better. Yeah. And adds and, new pieces to his game. And he's not and he's no longer able to he's he's old, der, and he can't do the two way thing like he used to do. But you know, when you're twenty six years old, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do that you can't do when you're thirty three years old. So you gotta cut him some break, but I think that he's always been good about doing the thing that the that the team needs him to do. And and that's and that's what makes him such a that's what makes him such a special player. If they need him to score forty, he can score forty. If they need him to rebound fifteen rebounds, he can give fifteen rebounds. If he needs to fifteen assists, he can get you fifteen assists. Right. And on some nights he gives you all those. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Well, I enjoyed the I always enjoy every time the controversy kicks up because somebody always says something dumb. And this time it was Kobe <laughs> being Bryant. <laughs> who decided to chime in and say we can enjoy one without tearing down te- without tearing down one i love what he's doing don't debate what can't be definitively won by anyone and then hashtag enjoy my five 
Hashtag enjoy MJ6. Hashtag enjoy LBJ Quest. Now, let's just throw away those other two hashtags and talk a little bit about enjoy my five. (laughs) 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 Funny for numerous reasons. Right. Kobe is so pissed. Shut up and go away, Kobe, first of all. Just go away. Kobe is so pissed that he doesn't get brought up in this debate even remotely. I feel like I spent Kobe's entire career just waiting for him to go away. (laughs) And now that he's gone, he won't go away. And I'm just, I don't want it. Do not want Kobe. I think Kobe, Kobe has a, has a definite place, but his place is he was the, the best Jordan echo that we had. Like he was, he, he modeled him, his whole thing around Jordan. He hey, talked man. like Jordan. He walked like Jordan. He played like Jordan. He just wanted to be Michael Jordan. And I think he did a pretty damn good impression of Michael Jordan for whatever, how many years he played. Sure. You come over to my barbecue and I'll cook you a hamburger and you'd be like, oh, you got any Coke? And I'm like, no, but I got RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and you He's might a- enjoy it. You might even enjoy the throwback aspect of it. There might be pieces of it that you're like, wow, you know what? This is so much different than what I usually have. But what are you ordering next time you're at the restaurant? RC Cola? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's RC Cola. But <laughs> he's better than that. But he is. RC Cola is good. He's a Jordan Echo and the best and the best of the Jordan Echoes. And that's and that's a good thing to be. What about Harold Miner? <laughs> Baby Jordan? Yeah. Give me a break. Please. <laughs> No, it's Kobe, but it's okay, and it's okay to be. But he's not. He's not the player that. He's not the player that LeBron is, and he's never gonna. And he's, and what? He's top twenty. Kobe? Like, yeah. No doubt. Top, I mean, the guy could put probably the, top fifteen even. He could put the ball through the hoop. Yeah. Like, and so that's a great thing. But I'm sorry. I know you've got five championships, but no one's bringing it up. No, no. one's. No one's enjoying your five. <laughs> Especially not in a hotel room in Colorado. Right. Shaq. Hey, hey oh. <laughs> Shaq. Shaq. How many were those? Three with Shaq? Yeah. They should have won five. Oh, those they should have won every year they played together. Yeah. Except for the first one. When Kobe was throwing up air balls as a rookie. Yeah. I mean that's just they should have won more. And no one give and no, here's the thing. No one gives a rip that that um that that Kobe underachieved in that era. They, people just don't care. Yeah. They just, I mean, I'm sorry. So, but the fact that LeBron has this whole finals run under his belt. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, if you think about, if you think about, you know, the Patriots Super Bowls and the, you know, and LeBron's finals appearances, I mean, those are very similar things. It's just this consistent, high level of excellence and yeah he hasn't closed the deal um he hasn't closed the deal enough maybe mm-hmm. he probably should have beat dallas that 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 one probably yeah that was a weird bit. one right yeah that's the only one though that's the only one where i thought oh lebron should have probably closed that deal the rest of them i felt like he was probably a slight underdog yeah for sure in the, in the rest of them so you know he's he's able to pull essentially a sack of potatoes through the playoffs <laughs> For sure, like five dead bodies, <laughs> five dead bodies in a duffel bag, all the way to the championship. And whatever happens there, well, I mean, he's got to play the freaking Warriors, which yeah, 
is just borderline video game unfair. So, whatever. I think he's I think he's great. Again, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a rings argument because no one's making a Bill Russell had ten right argument to make him the best. No, no one's saying Tommy Heinsohn <laughs> should be in this conversation because he has ten rings or whatever. Casey Jones. Yeah, and I, mean, I think come that, on. I it's think Jordan just, benefits from. Um, sort of having his greatest successes uh, amplified by a global media that was just sort of ramping up, right? He had his second three-peat after the internet was a thing. But before it was, you know, once everyone in the world could see it happening. And there's also a lot of revisionist history about, you know, it was like, oh, no one could ever beat Jordan. The Jazz had him, they were done. Like The Bulls were going to lose that game. And, I mean, probably not because it's Carmelo and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he can't win anything. Right. But, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan commits an offensive foul to win that last title. That's not. <laughs> I love that. I love that play. He, no, just, it's, shoves, it's great. he just shoves yeah. Brian Russell to the ground. <laughs> shoves him down. But in like a really, it's it's fairly subtle. He doesn't extend his arm. Like he, he does it in a, in, a, in, a, in a tricky way. Yeah. And so I respect it a lot. <laughs> it's a, a good a kind w, of cheating in a wwe kind of earl hebner way yeah that just sort of oh the ref got knocked out by the chair exactly the, oh there's a pin and then there's can a, you imagine if they'd whistle that shot like whistle the <laughs> offensive foul on that shot people would have lost their minds yes it would it would the world would be a much much different place but he does. He bends it. at the waist. He cuts hard to the right. And then as Russell tries to recover, he just puts his hand right on his ass and uh-huh. gives him a little shove as he pushes away from him. Right. It's just masterful. It's the most <laughs> masterful offensive foul I've ever seen. Yes. And plus he's Michael Jordan. So yeah. and it's per- yeah. how old was he at the time at that point? Uh, like 35, know. something like 35, no, 34. He, was, he isn't quite that old. 98. Jordan in 98. Well, what the point is, is that it was a perfect sort of old man move where you're like, you fouled me. And he just like puts his hands up like, what? Sorry. I don't know what you're sorry. talking about. Yeah. Sorry while I walk off this court with this trophy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Feel free to feel free to complain about that to the refs later yeah. while you're crying over your second place trophy. Jackass. <laughs> yeah. So no, oh. and, you know, it's, he's born in 63. So in right. 98, he's 35. All right. Great. That's yeah, old man. It's the old man game. I got you. Got you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Brian and Brian Russell gets to show up on TV every year. He does, which is which is which is good for him. Brian look, with an Brian with an O. Yeah, <laughs> look, kids, here I am on TV. Dad, you got shoved down by Jordan again. <laughs> forever, <laughs> forever, collar forever. Right, like Craig Elo, just like Craig Elo's kids have to like watch that damn that damn highlight every year too. Yeah, every yeah. year. Every the rest year. of your life. Hey, Dad's on TV. <laughs> hey, Dad, you're on TV again. Uh-huh. All right, we're running long, so let's wrap it up. Thanks, All everybody, right. for listening to the show. We already told you where you can find us, and we appreciate you coming out each and every week to hear us talk some bullshit. So, hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next on the... Oh, wow, I blew that, huh? I said week, and then I couldn't get it out. Bleh. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you during the next one. Peace.
call me Yova. Not on the bed, lay me on your sofa. Call before you come, I need to shave my t- Do what you don't know, you will, I won't try. Go downtown and like a vulture. See my hips, big hips, so try. See my butts and my lips, don't try. Lost a few pounds in my waist, go ya. This the kind of beat that go ba ta ta. Ba ta 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 ta. Sex me so good, I say blah blah blah. Work it. I need a glass of water. Boy, oh boy, it's good to know ya. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive and wet and yet. It's your primitive and wet and yet. If you got a big, let me search it. Get your nails done, get a pedicure, get your hair did. Boy, lift it up, let's make a toaster. Let's get drunk, it's gonna bring us closer. Don't I look like a Holly Berry poster? See the Belvedere playing tricks on ya. Girlfriend wanna be like me, never. You won't find a chick that's even better. I make it hot as Las Vegas weather. Listen up close while I take it backwards. Okay, begins the gallery, send me a witch I'm not a prostitute, but I can give you what you want. I love your brains and your mouth full of phones. Away my butt, boom, 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 boom. Keep your eyes on my boom, 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 boom. You think you can handle this? Go, don't, go, don't, don't. Take my thumb off and my tail go boom. Cut the lights on so you see what I can do. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive and wet yet. It's your primitive and wet yet. If you got a big, let me search it. Black saying, oh, yes, I'm outside. No. Got a Lamborghini, so I drive faster. Whoa. Just to make your haters even freaking matter. Admit I'm the name, one new batter. When I drop this record here, it won't even matter. Why you act dumb like good dog? Say you act dumb like good dog. As the drummer boy go brr up pum pum Give you some, some, some of this Cinnabon. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive is way and yet. It's your primitive is way and yet. Yeah.